Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com uh, Maybe not have an appropriate lamp. Well, it's got Is it like a penis lamp or something? Oh, Is that what be, you want? No, it's got to be a lamp that looks good without the shade on it, because you don't want the shade on it. Or you get a clear shade. And don't, don't see many of those. You know, you make one, buy an old shade, then just wrap it with cling wrap. It'd work. I mean, it wouldn't look so great, but it would work. I hope the bulb doesn't get too hot. Well, if it's one of those flame ones, it'll never get too hot. (laughs) Not those. My shade's melting. It's getting so bright. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Achieving Reality the Podcast. <laughs> yeah, alright. Hey everybody! Now well, this week we're just gonna go back to our regular shtick of being stupid and ridiculous and stuff, but uh, we got more planned, so don't worry about it. I think it's gonna be great. So, uh... Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. We'll see you at the end. Hey, Chris. Hey, Time to learn something new, man. New? Yeah. You ready for this? Yes. We're going to learn how to get most of them. It's a format. How to get birds out of the chimney and keep them out. Poison your chimney. Yeah, but then you'll make the chimney sick. No, the chimney will be fine. You sure? Yeah, I'm fine. It'll be fine. The birds will just fall through. Yeah. You hear fluttering and chirping coming from your chimney. Light a fire. Sounds like you got a bird or several in there. So, how do you get them out? Light a fire. Fully feathered adult will likely fly out on its own if you show it the way. If you've got a whole nest, though, you'll probably have to wait. Chances are the birds are legally protected and can't be touched or moved. After the birds have abandoned your chimney, shoot them. No, um, take preventative measures to ensure they don't return. Well, if they if they were able to build a nest in there, then they know the way out. That's very true, but not the littlest ones. They're still... <laughs> They're fucked. Yeah. Because you can't really learn to fly from inside a chimney. Or if you ain't got wings. They'll just fall out of the nest and poof in the, <laughs> into the fireplace. Right. But if you have it lit, you know, they'll, they'll start cooking on the way down. They'll start cooking when they're all the way down. Things you should know. Shine a light into the chimney to help adult birds escape on their own. For nests, try to scare the birds off with loud noises. That Or cats. If that doesn't work, close the flu and let them stay through the season or call wildlife rescue. Avoid using your fireplace until the birds are gone and the nest is removed from the chiminimimimini. Oh, do it the other way around. caps and bird spikes. 
I guess that's for really Metal Bird. I'm spikes. Yeah. And they're flying past your chimney the wrong way and their tires pop. Maybe. Birds have tires. No, you got spikes for them. They that prevents birds from getting into your chimney as well. One, try to scare the birds away with loud noises. If you hear flapping or thumping sounds coming from your chimney, it's a ghost. Could be. Uh, bang some pots and pans together near the fireplace. What are you doing? We have birds in the chimney. Ryan Ryan's in the chimney. Gling, 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 gling. Birds hate loud noises. So do Larry's, weirdly enough. But not loud music. Uh, and we'll try and get as far away from them as possible. It's not the nicest yeah. thing, but it's sometimes... shoved in the fireplace. <laughs> music the screen by. Two, shine a flashlight to coax the bird down the chimney. They've got this picture of basically a bread oven. <laughs> a, a person holding a flashlight like you would hold a piece of paper and what looks like a female cardinal coming out of what would be where the chimney was. Into the room. Into the bread oven. But yes. Once you get into the bread oven, you slam the door. Two shine a <laughs> birdie bread. Shine a flashlight to coax one of the characters in Harry Potter. What birdie bread? Birdie bread. That is her cousin. To coax the, 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 the bird down. If the bird can't go up the chimney, it might be able to come down. Block off the room where the fireplace is. That's gonna take some doing. Go grab your other backdrop. <laughs> I'll bring mine from upstairs. Uh, if the bird is injured, toss a towel over them, then pick it up and place then it in a box. It. Then stomp it. <laughs> Never dump an injured bird outside. The International Wildlife Rehabilitation Council has a global directory of wildlife rehabilitators you can use to find a wildlife rescue near you. Three, call a wildlife rehabilitator if you can't get the bird out. Having a hard time getting that bird out? Call a wildlife rehabilitator. They'll get the bird out. <laughs> squeaky, 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 squeaky. What are you doing? Cleaning your chimney. Why? I'm getting the bird out. It can be potentially dangerous to try and reach up your chimney and dislodge a bird that's stuck. And you your arm can only go so far. far. Chimney if it's Oh, maybe you're in the upstairs room with the fireplace. And your chimneys from the downstairs to the upstairs connect? Because they do that in the old buildings. Yeah, because well, if you're in the upstairs room with a fireplace, there's not as much chimney above you. There's still going to be a fair amount of chimney above you. Oh, yeah. I mean, what are you, in the attic? At that point? Maybe. Neil's room. I thought there was a fireplace up there. Always smoke coming out of it. That's not the fireplace. Uh, while you could potentially call a pest service... Or a chimney sweep, a wildlife rescue is your better option. Their job is to care for the burb. Perhaps, more importantly, they won't charge you for their services. Dealing with nests. Use sound or sense to... What? You don't hear it? Yeah, I hear it. I'm just used to it. I'm just trying to figure out what it was. Oh, it's probably the, their disposal. Because that, that house is... A direct mirror of this house, so it's literally just this house tacked onto the end. So that's where their sink is, or well, that's where their sink is. It's gone. Been gone a long time. No, well, maybe someone's upstairs dropping a fat deuce, and it's the fan. They're using the disposal. Ew. There, it's done. <laughs> Crap everywhere. Duck, duck. Why corn? It's just funny that we don't digest yeah, at least corn. I quit using the sink as a toilet. 
That's what the switch was for. It flushes. The sound, use sound or scent deterrence to convince birds to move. Get out of here! <laughs> what? More poop jokes. No, fart jokes. I didn't say to take a dump in your chimney. We already did that in the disposal. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, don't shit in your chimney. <laughs> don't shit in the chimney, baby. Don't hit the birds out. Birds are opportunistic creatures. These deterrents might keep birds from nesting in your chimney by making it seem less convenient or attractive to them. Install a cat. Unless they're really into like weird scents and heavy metal. <laughs> Banging their whittle heads on the flue. All you hear from inside the thing is tweet! What the hell was that? Slayer! <laughs> flies down to the front, knocks on the little glass. Ding, 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 ding. See him wearing a little battle vest. Slayer! Oh shit. You alright? Is raining blood good? Yeah. Uh, Master of Puppets t shirt. <laughs> ACDC. Little cardinal. Yeah. Master of Puppets t-shirt. Throwing horns and yelling Slayer. Two, isolate an active nest so the birds don't get into your house. They actually have you putting what looks to be plastic wrap over the the top of your chimney. <laughs> sounds dangerous. It sounds stupid. It's just sinful. <laughs> Close your flue. Put some holes in them. So that no bird droppings or other debris fall down into your... Have you have you heard people starting to use debris, spelling it debris? Are you saying it debris? Just stupid people. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, half of the songs... Of songs. Half of the shows that I've been watching when they mention, like, a big disaster or something, instead of saying there's tons of debris, they say there's tons of debris. And, of course, I'm on my couch going, it's debris, you fucking moron! <laughs> Didn't we already talk about this one? Honestly, What's how, that? How many wells does that take? And well, you know, matters how many, how many people need their debris done. So, <laughs> you might also tape a garbage bag over the fireplace opening. It'll keep the birds out of your home and serve as a good reminder not to use the fire, fireplace for the time being. Just tape the opening of the bag over the fireplace. If something like comes down the chimney and into it, you just close the end and take it outside and let it go. That'll work. Three, call a chimney sweep to remove the nest in the fall. Get Dick Van Dyke. I don't know if I would trust him on the roof very much anymore. I trust him more than me. I trust me more than you or him. And I don't even want to be on my roof. Uh, Dick Van Dyke is getting around pretty well. Still, you never know when that one spell will hit you. and I don't want him 30 feet up. Man, could you imagine being the guy responsible for killing Dick Van Dyke? You'd be the most hated man in America. Well, by 40 pluses. By everybody. Everybody, yeah. just, everybody just hate you. I mean, 30 and lower won't even know who he is. Who? Never heard of him. Oh, okay. Look at him, you fucking Wagner kid. I had just gotten completely... Oh, call a chimney sweep to remove the, uh, the nest in the fall. Migratory birds typically abandon their nest in the early fall. The fledglings have all left, and the nest is safe to remove. So, you know, um, remove it. 
In some areas, only wildlife professionals can remove nests of protected bird species, even if they're already empty or abandoned. Your chimney sweep would, we know? would let you know. There you go. So I'm going to call a chimney sweep. You're going to take a look at it and go like, nope, can't do it. Here's my bill. Probably. Actually, if you're good and you are willing to spend the money, you get one of those flexible cameras. But not like the really expensive ones you see on all the TV, but like the ones that plumbers use. Mm-hmm. And they're not cheap, but you put that up there. You can get it to go up high enough. You can see what it is. Then you call and you go, hey, look, I have birds that look like X. Unless those are in black and white. You can still explain what the bird looks like. Well, it's kind of a gray on gray thing. Well, you just say I'm looking at a black and it's white. It's got feathers and wings. Yeah, but if it peak. opens, you can at least say what the markings are and things like that. Most bird people are going to know what the bird is. It's got a lighter colored chest than the rest of it. It's got like light gray, a medium gray. It's wearing a, it's wearing a ball cap. It's got a T on it. I get a weird kind of goatee. No, he's wearing a Master of Puppets t-shirt. That's why. All righty. Keeping birds out of your chimney. Install a chimney cap to keep birds from going into your kid, your kidney, your <laughs> chimney. <laughs> either or, yeah. You know, uh, for get a kidney cap. Yeah, for extra protection, cover an the ass cap. An ass cap. Uh, for extra protection, cover the opening of the chimney with a one-quarter inch mesh screen. Of the larger stuff for like rocks, and then uh, a chimney cap also protects your chimney from the elements. That Honda car. I don't know how they get up on the on the roof though. Uh, so they're just a general good thing to have, especially if you use your fireplace on a regular basis during the cooler weather. Get your chimney and cap inspected every year. Birds can get through even the smallest crack in a chimney cap. Have yours inspected for damage every year in the spring. That hey, way you can help. Birds keep... can get through the smallest cracks in a chimney cap, mm-hmm. but they can't get through mesh quarter inch mesh. Nope. This is a very specific set of rules. It is. Oh, yeah, birds can get into that. It's like a hairline cracking my chimney cap. Yeah, birds can. They can utilize that. It's good. Okay, well, what about that mesh that I put? Oh, no, no, they can't get through that. They can't get through that. But it's one inch square. No, that's too small for them. Huh? It's all about surface area. See, that crack is long. It's got a lot of surface area, which means a bigger hole for the bird. Well, yeah. Birds are really into physics. Uh, what's the, oh, okay. Use bird spikes to keep birds off your roof completely. Unless it's a heavy metal bird. Then he'll just enjoy it. It'll just enjoy it. This will be a a great time for them to explain what a bird spike is. And I'm about to. Bird spikes are stainless steel spikes you can install on your roof and around your chimney because they prevent birds from roosting on your roof. The birds will also be unlikely to venture down your chimney. Bird spikes are basically, if you've ever seen... The, a carpet tack strip. Mm-hmm. They're that, but metal with big old pointy sticks sticking out of it. So nails, basically, in multiple directions. So, and you want to, you need to install that on your entire roof? No, no, just the top and along the right near your chimney. So on the the t- upper ridge. Because the bird can't land on the roof itself. Well, not if you want to keep it out of your that hairline fracture in your chimney. They, they got to land it on a, a straight edge surface. Apparently. Hmm. Those uh, birds are two dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, according to this. So you always have now it's a, and stuff. So they, the next one is. According to one of those other articles we read, they're not real at all. That's true. 
Can I smoke birds out of the chimney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not if it's the not if it's the 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 kneel. Who? All the birds like. I'm hungry. Well, here's the answer. No, you should never try to smoke birds out. This is cruel to the birds and could kill them. Beyond that, you risk significant smoke and fire damage to your home. But, the, would, but the birds will be delicious. <laughs> if the bird or a nest has blocked the chimney, the smoke will come right back out into your home. Do not attempt to use your fireplace if there are birds or nesting materials in there. There's a nest of turkeys in, in my chimney. and <laughs> lit up a fire, man. We got Thanksgiving all over again. Well, what's great is the picture is a budgie falling out of the... the the thing with smoke rising up. Oh, now it's another budgie again. So they went from being the uh, the cardinal to a, uh, a blue green budgie. No, they don't. They don't listen to Metallica. Who budgies? Mm-hmm. No, they listen to eighties uh, new wave. Uh, what Metallica if, budgies? What's, yeah, exactly. Uh, what if I need to use my uh, fireplace? Well, unfortunately, you can't. Bet I can. Yeah. Bet those birds find someplace else, nobody. There are no questions to be asked with this one. Because well, what question do you have? They're basically saying if you have birds in your chimney, you're screwed. Call a professional. What if I wanna what if I want the birds in my chimney? You can put your ass up there and get them. Cue animals music. and something. Well, that's why Marissa gets to do the next one. All right, fine. Here. You hit this button. Look at that button. 60. It's well away from 50. <laughs> okay, we can do the casual figment, which is really long. You know we're not doing that one. I could do the King's Double on 61. It just goes to the next page, but it's pretty short. All right, let's do that one. All right, the King's Double it is. On July 28, 1900, King Umberto I of Italy, like Italy, but different, and his aide-de-camp General Emilio Ponzio Vaglia arrived in the town of Mexico, a few miles outside of Milan. Monza. The next day, the king was to present the prizes at an athletic meet. The night of their arrival, he and his aide went to a small restaurant for dinner. As the That's o- Italian for dinner. It is. Actually, it's, it's more like dinner. Oh. Uh, well, that's, French. that's French. That's true. Well, no, that'd be Senna. dinner. Not like Senna or something like that. Uh, as the owner was taking their order, the king noticed the king noticed that he and the padron 
were virtually drubbles. Drubbles? Doubles. In both face and build. If you have enough Patron, you'll see it's stuff like that. He remarked on this, and as the two men talked, an extraordinary series of parallels emerged, which caused both of them to marvel and not DC. The two men were born on the same day of the same year, March 14th, 14, uh, 1488, 9, 14, ah, 1844. Numbers are hard. You know, oh, I can't count to four. I can only count to four. And in the same town, and each was named Umberto. They had both been married on April 22nd, 1868. Oh, to the same woman. Each to a woman called Margarita Pizza. That's it, to the same woman. Each had named his son Vittorio. And on the day of Umberto's coronation, the other Umberto opened his restaurant. <laughs> wow. The other Umberto got drunk on Corona. Nation. The king was staggered by these coinkydinks and asked the restaurant owner how it could be that their paths had never crossed before. And in, fa in fact, Umberto, the store owner, told him they had been decorated... For bravery together on two occasions. The first time in 1866 when Umberto had been a private and the king a colonel or a colonial. And the second time in 1870 when each had been promoted to sergeant and corps commander. With this final revelation, the padrone returned to his duties. And the king, turning to his aide, said, I intend to make that man a cavalier of the crown of Italy tomorrow. Be sure he comes to the meet. Following day, true to his word, the king asked for his double, only to be told that the man had died that day in a shooting accident. Shocked, the king asked his aide to find out when the funeral was to take place so he might attend. At that very he moment, the shit out of all the people at the funeral. I know, right? At that very moment, three shots rang out, fired by an assassin. The first of them missed the king, but the second two pierced his heart and killed him instantly. Aww. Ripley's Ghost Stories and Plays, pages 30 to 33. Well, I guess now they can have them at the funeral. Hey. Just have one funeral for both of them. That's right. You know, confuse everybody. Yeah. Today we are burying Umberto Dos <laughs> Adue. Squared. Squared. <laughs> Squared. Squared. <laughs> And I wear Baron wow. Umberto Squared. That's, that's crazy. You're burying Umberto Squared? Yeah, we buried him in a squirrel. Squirrel. You're burying him in a squirrel? Well, better than getting Klaus to try and say it. They are burying him in a skew. Squirrel. Squirrel. I hate you. A rodent. A rodent. <laughs> a little furry thing. What was that? Squirrel. Hey! Nothing. Shut up. So there you go. We've learned about two Umbertos that died within a day of each other. Looked exactly like each other. One was king and one was... About to be a cavalier. About to be a cavalier, but, you know, died in his restaurant. The assassin got the wrong but they, Yeah. Oh, shit. This guy just owns a restaurant. Fuck. I like this place. I saw him in here yesterday. I like this place, too. The service is going to go downhill now. All right, so cue deadly Italian music.
Mysteries of the Unexplained! Two thirty-four. I like them apples. It's an ad for Chesterfields. Chesterfield. Two thirty-two. Two thirty-three. All right, Barney and Betty. Oh, I know this story. Barney and Betty? Yeah, they get abducted by aliens. It's oh. like the most famous abduction. All right. Well, then we'll skip to two thirty-five. And do. Oh no, no, you got to roll again. Okay, then we'll just roll again. Those are the rules. Barney and Betty Rubble? Everybody knows that. 18. We had that missing time episode. We got abducted by aliens and they got regressive, hypnotized. And... Cyrano's amazing predictions. Or predilections. You know. This is like Nostradamus after Nostradamus. Yeah, this is a guy with a really big nose. And if you watch the more modern version of it, likes tennis. Why wouldn't he? Those gets in the way. Cyrano's amazing predictions. The French author, Cyrano de Bergerac. Oh, it is that Cyrano. <laughs> Whom fate and Edmund Rostand's play have been made immortal for the size of his schnoz and his superlative swordsmanship should properly be remembered as a lively science fiction writer, a competent playwright, an inquiring scholar... And also, perhaps, as a prophet. Yeah, yeah. They used to hide in the bushes and tell people their fortunes. His two romances on Trips to the Moon and the Sun, which usually appear in single volume under the English title Voyages to the Moon and Sun, were published posthumously in 1656 and 1662, respectively. In them... Only a few years after Galileo had recanted the fact before the Inquisition, Cyrano described the orbit of the Earth and other planets around the Sun and the weak gravitational field of the Moon. And he right over there. no, and he proposed among several seven fanciful methods of interplanetary travel. That's not a slingshot. A form of rocket propulsion. He also proposed. 300 years before the idea was borrowed by writer Eric von Dusseldorf. Danikin? Danikin? Danica Patrick? Sure. That the gods and mythological beings with whom the Earth's history is intertwined were actually travelers from outer space! Uh oh. Were they part of that Roswell? Aliens. I'm not saying it's aliens. But aliens. Inhabitants of the moon, although originally from the sun, who could change their shape at will. But not at Bob, because he can see right through it. He gets pissed off. Cyrano also, and far more remarkably, described the following items of moon technology. Houses that could be withdrawn into the ground on huge screws in cold weather. Although the retractable screw was something not yet attempted by builders of berm houses. Uh, houses that... Houses that moved about with the seasons, driven by sails filled with bellows. Devices to record and playback speech. Can't wait till we get invent that. I know, right? Yeah. Then we'll be able to do a podcast. Yeah. Uh, we will be able to hear it for a change. And radiant bulbs that made the lunar night as bright as day. 
Although many science fiction writers have forecasted new technology, none was so early in the field as Cyrano with his perversion, oh, I mean, a prevision of such electrical and electronic inventions as the phonograph and tape recorder, <laughs> mobile homes, and light bulbs. He may indeed... That sounds like he was pressed for like, oh, what else, what else, what else? He's like, and uh, you'll also be able to record on, on strips of film. On strips of something. On strips. I don't know if they'll... Uh, on ribbon. They even have a concept of tape, you know? He may, indeed, Ribbons. have equals in the field, but we shall have to wait another two or three hundred years to find out. Sam Moskowitz, Explorers of the Infinite, 23 to 27. I was hoping for a giant slingshot. Nope. And no, there you go. All right, to pull that bastard back to get somebody to the moon. Space travel. And other things by Cyrano de Bergerac. You gotta leave that one too. You, know? you do. She's got a question, but she don't want to ask it because it's too dirty. <laughs> she doesn't want to ask me a dirty question. <laughs> Especially <Yes>. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow, never mind. <laughs> Go ahead and end your bit. No, you can end it. No, no, you can't. No, no, I, I, no, you I, I, can would, I would it. like you to end the bit. You want me to end the bit? She'll just push the button. <laughs> <laughs> then I have to like splice in one from one of the other bits. You just Cl- make it more work for me. Yeah, cl- close uh, what, Notre Dame's predictions. That wasn't Notre Dame's. Well, you know, he's he's out there too. We haven't read about him. Notre Dame? Isn't he the guy with a humpback? <laughs> no, he's the living embodiment of the cathedral. Yes. Yeah, Notre Dame. When you finish it, Ball. Sanctuary! <laughs> Ding! It <laughs> just pulls his own beard. Ding! Oh. Sanctuary! Ding! It's so loud in my head! Visions of the future. <laughs> Go ahead. He's like, Waiting on you. One day there'll be electronic recording devices, light bulbs, and Nazis. Because they always predict and, Nazis. And, That's and true. And, and the end of the world. And everything else. Because Nostradamus at, or Nostradamus or whoever has got like 15 pr- uh, predictions of the end of the world. None of them have come true. Well, uh, I mean, that's just kind of a gimme prediction. The world is going to end. Eventually, yeah. yeah. The world's going to end. No, no, but he usually gives... You'll know, you'll know. He mind. gives dates. And it's just like, yeah, no, well, people, people pick out dates. Yeah, well, that's true. And this poor guy, man, you're, you're reading, but he's got this big nose, man. And everyone's going to remember him because of that, right? No, they Not remember because him because of, of that, because of the plays. No, I know, I know. Because he was smooth with the ladies. And he was smooth with the ladies. Just not in person. No. So, want to end this? We're going to keep Invented going. dictation. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> uh, the refrigerator didn't like that one. <laughs> Apparently. Go ahead. Give me the I'm just waiting on you. I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm Where finished. am I going? I don't know. You finish it. No. You finish it. No. Finish it. <laughs> finish it. <laughs> Fishy shit? What? Uh, oh, yeah. Past the French thing. <laughs> All right, fine. Cue fishy shit music. Fishy shit music? 
And there you have it, another exciting episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Well, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. Uh, learned something, maybe didn't. Had a few laughs. Hey, whatever. You know, if it works for you, it works for you. All right, so stay tuned for more wackiness and possibly more ghost videos. You never know. All right, so uh, for Chris, Marissa, in parentheses, everybody else involved, I'm Larry saying, boo, spooky, or something to that effect. Hey there, listeners. Larry here. If this is your first time listening, then, hey, how's it going? If you're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us, I can help you find us some more. You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar, or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot, and keep enjoying the show. We love you all. Here, we'll check the chimney. Nope. I'll change my eyes. Got, got all paranoid.